Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Matt. And Evan's not here, I think, because tech played so poorly this past week that he just died. Yep. That is uh, what the obit said. Yeah. It's kind of strange they were that forthcoming in the obituary with the cause of death like that. But I mean, yep. And the, it, it was a rough week. Yeah. And the pallbearers <laughs> the Bulldogs are, and texters. Paul Bears are the uh, Law Tech baseball team. And that is by request of Evan, who said them to let him down one more time. Yeah. Hopefully things turn around. But this past week, I mean, really, this past month has not been going the Bulldogs way losing two out of three against Charlotte this past weekend. And then also dropping the midweek game against ULM dropping three or two out of three to Charlotte is bad, especially when you look at the final scores, but I mean, you can't lose to ULM. Come on. No, no, it's uh, it's been pretty miserable. I was talking to right field dog on a Twitter before ULM. Uh, It's been a couple of days and, I told him that uh, I was starting to get concerned about the team, and I'm merely sharing this to say that I am awfully concerned about uh, the baseball team. Yeah, and they're running out of time to turn it around. I think that's my biggest thing. We can yeah. say at the beginning of the year, oh, well, they still have time. They still have time. They really don't now. You're in the middle third of the schedule. A conference play is here, uh, and we've got some pretty decent foes in front of us in conference play. I mean, Southern Miss isn't in here anymore, but Dallas Baptist is. Western Kentucky, who we'll talk about in a second because we play them next weekend or this coming weekend. They're on a hot streak and, and doing pretty well at the beginning of the year. Play Dallas Baptist again. I mean, and then we also have, we play Southern Miss twice. We play ULL twice. Uh, these are going to be tough games and games that we need to win because we're just out of time. We, we can't lose any. We can still lose a few games, but we can't do no, this anymore. I, it, it's getting ugly. And you know a whole lot more about baseball than I do. You could just you could just be general and say, oh, well, the pitching's bad and the hit bad. But that feels like that that is what it is, folks. Yeah, we have <laughs> a definite issue with pitching, especially starting pitching. But even then, we've got some relievers who will go out and look really good one day and not look really good another day. And, and that tends to happen. Even the best relievers have bad days. But it just feels like the bad days are outnumbering the good days for most of uh, our bullpen it, right now. It's just miserable. And uh, still no idea what in the world is going I We came into the season with such high hopes. I, I can't wait to go back and listen to that podcast episode. But it just feels like the, the wheels have fallen off and like we're in for a tragically bad season. Which, given how poorly football went, how bad basketball went, I wasn't prepared for this. Yeah, we were really kind of hoping that this would be the uplifting version of tech yep. sports would be and baseball. Yeah, it certainly has proven not to be. It's uh, pretty bad, but uh, hopefully things will start to get better. And uh, we got some games coming up. Yeah, well, let's talk about the Charlotte games, because at least Friday, uh, the game that we won, I was pretty excited leaving that stream <laughs> uh, uh, moving forward into the week because we faced Charlotte's best pitcher, the one who had a was a, a three hitter or a four hitter complete game against yeah. uh, a different conference opponent the weekend before, uh, Hudipol, and we ended up getting six hits and two runs off of him, which isn't a lot. But Fincher was pretty dominant on the mound himself, giving up only five hits and one run. And then Landon Tompkins and Ethan Bates shut the door the rest of the way. I mean, this was the kind of game where we need this kind of pitching moving forward. We we've seen it happen because we saw it happen Friday night. Uh, the bats left a lot to be desired. I mean, we won the game, but 
you know, you really kind of hope for more than a two to one win. But I mean, I will take any kind of victory we can get, especially when on Saturday we give up 14 runs. Yeah. Uh, and five of those came in one chunk. Um, I forget which inning, but just, yeah. I yeah, I believe I, it was a four run second inning followed by a three run third inning. Uh, and yes. at that point, it just, okay, well, this is over. I, in the past, it felt like we could have bats that could say, okay, we're down 7 3. We're in a pretty good position, but it feels like. We've really struggled, especially when we've fallen behind. Saturday was also the game where we pitched four different guys out of the bullpen. Yeah. Uh, Wait, did I say four? Eight different guys out of the bullpen. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, it was pretty ugly. Yeah, and then Sunday wasn't really that much better. Tech was out hit 13-3. to three. Uh, Their pitcher ends up going seven and two-thirds and only allowing three hits and no runs. Uh, meanwhile, Alex Barth gets the start on the mound. He starts off pretty well through the first three innings. He's only let up a couple singles um, and, and nothing else. And they're in different innings, too. So that, that helped keep runs off the board. But starting in the fourth inning, uh, a single, a hit by pitch, gets an out, then another single, and then a walk uh, to send a runner home. You can't walk in a run. You just. No, that's miserable. And it feels like there's a lot of things where my response to things that are happening are just, you can't do that. <laughs> You, you can't win games and do that. No. Yeah, Sunday was the game, was the day with a five-run sixth inning by oh, the 49ers. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, single home run, single walk and out, then two straight doubles to bring home those five runs. I, I, I don't know. I, 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 I mean, really, I mean, we yeah. had such high expectations. It's not like the team was radically different. And, man, it's just like, what happened? Yeah, and then ULM, just to hit on it, I want to talk about baseball in, in general, not specific games in a second, but uh, this was the game where Tech lost 10-6, to and it would have been 10-5, to but they were able to scrape across a run in the top of the ninth. Just another game where ULM had a five-run inning, and then in the second, we came back and tied the game in the third, and then just were quiet the rest of the night. And once ULM got on the scoreboard again, I was like, oh, that's it. We're done. Let's go home. Let's go down I-20. Yeah, I, I want to bring up batting for a second first and talk about that very briefly because last year if we want to compare this year to last year right we had taylor young cole mcconnell and steel netterville leading the team in ops each with an ops of 0.54 one more time 0.45 or higher uh, with taylor young having that incredible 1.15 ops uh, this year we have nobody with an ops that high walker birchfield is the closest with a 921 ops uh, the thing that has really cursed Philip Matulia so far this year, it, his we've talked about how he's hit home runs. He's hit seven so far this year, which is a pretty good number. But he's right at the Mendoza line. He's batting two hundred. Oh, God! With those seven home runs, he also has twenty-two strikeouts. Uh, I'm waiting for the good part, but there is no good part. Yeah, it's it. You'll be waiting for a bit. <laughs> um, Laugh through the pain. But right. Right now, in terms of baseball, uh, is there anything you see that you can be optimistic for moving forward to the future? Evans. Yes, Carson Evans. Yeah, he, uh, he's he been a little bit of a bright spot. Uh, but otherwise, I don't know what happened to this team. A lot of these guys are returning. A lot of them are really good or supposed to be really good. I don't know what's going on. I think it's also that we've replaced the big three that I mentioned earlier, Netterville McConnell and Taylor Young last year. And the guys who they were supposed to replace, we were supposed to replace those bats with, are guys like Brody Drost, the LSU transfer, who right now is batting below 200, 192. Good for him. Uh, yeah, uh, Will Safford was. I was really excited to see him. He's batting 129. 
Well, this is this is where I think we struggle is that we have the pieces coming back from last year, but where we were supposed to reload, we didn't. We weren't going to be able to replace all those guys, and especially with Cole McConnell having to sit out midway through, well, I guess four games into the season, having to hear that we're losing him. The one incoming guy that I am excited about is Ethan Bates, who is our third best hitter right now by OPS. Nice. Uh, and also has been one of our better relievers as well with a 1.86 ERA and two wins on the year and three saves. Mm. I'm not sure why I credited him his wins. I don't like wins as a pitching stat, especially for a relief pitcher. Yeah. But I, I think that's where we struggle is we haven't been able to replace what we lost. No, it's uh, I, <laughs> I'm just sad. Yeah. And this is normally where I would say, and let's see if they can turn it around this weekend when they travel to Bowling Green, Kentucky to take on Western Kentucky in a three-game series. Right now, the Hilltoppers have an RPI of 202, but our RPI right now is at 201. So these are the 201st and 202nd best teams in college baseball right now. Also, that made me sad to say Tech is number 201 (laughs) in baseball right now. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, even though we happen to be ranked one point higher in the poll in the RPI poll, Warren Nolan, who does their predictions based off RPI predicts Western Kentucky to win all three of these games, all pretty close matchups. So not, not breakaways, but a five to six loss, a six to eight loss and a four to six loss, uh, for the Bulldogs. That would be their fourth, fifth and sixth loss in a row. If this were to happen, after dropping the last two games to Charlotte and then also ULM. Uh, Western Kentucky had been kind of heating up for a little bit. They they swept South Dakota State, even though that wasn't that difficult to do. Only got one game from Middle Tennessee and then lost 8-15 to 15 to number 6 Louisville uh, this past Tuesday. So that's pretty excusable, though. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So hopefully, I, I, I don't know, I, I, it's getting tough to do this weekly where everything what I want to say, I've already said, they need to get it together. Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> but we're getting to a point where, like you said, it's it's hard to recover. I mean, or if you start slipping below five hundred, it's hard to get out of that. And then for and, you know, forget forget the conference tournament and all that crap. You can't even beat ULM. Yeah, and that's who brought us below five hundred. We're ten and eleven right now after that loss. Yeah, so things aren't sitting pretty right now. And if if a streak is going to start, it has to start now. Yeah. And not a negative streak, please. Please. Yeah. yeah. The, the good news there is the midweek game next week is Sacramento State, RPI 222, but they're also traveling all the way from California to be here. Warren Nolan's RPI predictor gives Tech a 8-3 to victory in that game. But my issue is we need wins against Western Kentucky. Sacramento State should have been a, okay, yeah, we got this. This is not going to be an issue. It's a midweek game. Sometimes weird things happen, but we'll beat Sacramento State. Because the next weekend is when we welcome new conference mate Dallas Baptist, or conference mate at least in baseball, to Ruston. Their RPI right now is 65. They're 14-7 and on the year. That's a marquee matchup at J.C. Love Field. And I I, I don't even know how many people want to go to the games with a team looking this tragic. Please no. But what do you think will happen this week? Do you think... uh, Probably a split, 2-2. I hope I'm wrong. I think that tracks. I think our best case scenario is three and one. I don't think we've shown that we have the pitching, especially uh, to survive one of those games where the other team's bats just are on fire. Oh, in the past, it felt like we had the hitting to be able to, to go toe for toe with anybody. And it just doesn't feel like we do this year. 
I hope they turn it around soon. Agreed. Um, a couple more things to bring up before we get to end of the show, kind of some more sports. Uh, this was this past week. The Texters uh, in basketball take took on Arkansas and the WNIT, losing the game 69-47. to It was never really a close game, sadly. Arkansas was predicted to win, and, I mean, they did pretty handily. That being said, it was some Texters' final games, like Keanu Walker, Really going to miss having some of those tremendous playmakers on this latest yeah, text. Especially team. Walker. Yeah. But also, uh, football kind of announced their spring game and also some coaching changes. Yes. Yeah, the spring game was announced for April 22nd at 11 a.m. I know a few years back they tried to do a stream on Kusa TV for the spring game and it didn't go over so well. Uh, it would be fun to watch that if you're in Ruston. I think you should. It's usually always free. And I mean, usually they also have the Dairy Queen uh, race during it too, which is where we got that good skip meme all those years back. If you're not doing anything on April 22nd, you should try to find your way to the Joe uh, because there you'll see some of Tech's new coaches. Sunny Cumbie returns as head coach, but he also brings in some new, uh, mostly positional coaches. Uh, Jacoby Greer at defensive line coach. Teddy Veal was promoted to running backs coach. I believe he was either inside or outside receivers a year ago. Uh, Cortez Carter at linebacking coach. Nate Johnson at safeties coach. Miles Carlock at cornerbacks. Uh, And I think that's it in terms of changes. Well, Teddy uh, being part of the staff, he's been here for a while. Uh, Interesting move to put him at running backs, given he was a receiver. Uh, I don't really see how those are kindred. But uh, it sounds like he's working his way up the ladder. I hope he stays around long enough to uh, just keep moving up. It'd be really cool to see him stick around for a while. Yeah, the next head coach, Teddy. Vino. I don't know about that, but uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe work his way up to uh, offensive coordinator or something. Yeah, I'll put him at, at defensive coordinator if he wants to. Well, switch you know positions how I feel about him. that. So yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, at this point, though, do you feel any more optimistic moving forward Not in really. football, or is uh, it <laughs> no? Well, we don't talk about question marks. Um, felt like we didn't have a whole lot of question marks going into baseball, and that's why we were also upbeat about it. But the football team, it's nothing but question marks. A ton of new transfers. Not really a coaching turnover, uh, but my lord, uh, but like 20-plus transfer students. Yeah, um, including the big one in the quarterback. Right. Hank yeah. Buckmeyer. So, goodness. Yeah, there's a whole lot of questions to ask about the, the football team. I, maybe, maybe, the, maybe the rule here or the way to do this is to say that they're going to be horrible and turn around and have a 12 and 0 regular season, win it all good as a natty. Maybe that's that. a trick. I don't think that's going to happen at all, but whatever. I guess, I, we, well, I guess I really don't have a choice. When it bad is, I don't have a, yeah, I don't have a choice, but to be optimistic last season, three and nine season before that three and nine. Oh so, yeah. I mean, you could always go, it could always be worse or it could. Least until we have that zero and twelve season, but yeah, it it feels hard to believe that next year won't at least be a little better. Sure, hope so. Um, spring ball is irrelevant. I mean, if the tech defense is bad, the offense will look great, and vice versa. So, not going to know until the first game of the season. And uh, I, Julia, Leah, and I will be driving up to Lincoln, Nebraska for that game. So. I'll get to see it firsthand. Yeah, that won't be the first no, game of the season, no. though, actually. That will be, I believe, week four. Tech opens up at Southern Methodist. Oh, that'll be fun. And then Northwestern State comes oh, no. to town, and then North Texas comes to town. Well, I hope to God that uh, Northwestern's a win. But I don't know. Last time that we 
played Northwestern in the second year of a new head coach. Oh, went well. Yeah. Well, then we, I mean, we made the conference championship game. So, I mean, maybe we need to lose to the demons to exercise our demons. It says on here that La Tech season starts August 26th against FIU. Is that no longer true? That is uh, right. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I forgot that we had a conference game before the out of conference schedule. Like the week, uh, I just had the that OOC. Week, yeah. Week zero. zero. Yeah. Yeah. We play FIU. That is so. Um. <laughs> yeah. Not as dumb as, you know, all the midweek games. How does games in Tech October, get a but, day you know, off? I'm looking at the schedule and it's. Their off week is the weekend of October 21st. It's between that two is of the midweek exhausting. games. They have, yeah. Well, they need it. They're playing one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games in a row uh, before you get some time off. It's just nuts. Yeah. And also, the out of conference game at Nebraska is in the middle of that, too. That's and then at UTEP the oh, following week. Yeah. Nebraska aren't, aren't <laughs> world beaters, but they're, uh, yeah, that sucks. FIU week zero, yep. and then it's on and on and on. I will be at the uh, Nebraska game. That's the week after Leah's birthday. So, oh, nice. Yep. It's just uh, about a three hour drive north. So, check it out. Yeah. Uh, the spring game coming up in a few weeks. Well, not a few weeks, in a month. But as, that's, a, that's four weeks. That's yes, a few. Still, a month. And then uh, I guess, yeah, we'll start looking forward to this cycle again of whether or not our top three sports i'd argue are gonna be worth a crap but right now it's just a yeah. it's been a miserable time being a la tech sports fan it's been miserable since last september so it's a it's been a tough six months yeah, and it kind of makes you appreciate the years that our teams were doing well uh just because a lot of times when in football we were going to bowl games but not winning conference championships granted it would have been nice to do both of those sure. things but it's it could always be worse when you're in those moments, and this is what it's like to have it be worse. Sure do miss those times. There's a moral now. in there somewhere. We'll get the Veggie Tales and ask them what our moral's supposed to be. But one more sport to talk about before we wrap up, and this will be brief, but I saved it for last because there is a game happening right now with the softball team. Uh, this past weekend, they played FIU in three games on Friday and a doubleheader on Saturday. Won two of those games with scores of twelve to three and ten to two, but lost the middle game zero to one. So I mean that's a tremendous run differential even though you only win two of the games right now though they are in college station texas taking on number 21 texas a&m uh, i believe this game's on es well i'm not sure why i'm telling you it's on ESPN yeah. three or whatever because by the time you hear this the game will be over but as of right now it's the top of the fifth and the texters are up three to two over a ranked softball opponent uh, so hopefully that continues to trend the right direction and uh it also allows us to end the show with a little bit of optimism. Yeah. We're be, we're currently winning a game. Then again, we saw what happened last time. We were currently winning a game against a SEC opponent. Well, uh, I have to check. I'll the take, radar. Uh, I'll take any, I'll take anything I can possibly get at this point. So yeah, if, uh, yeah, if that, if that's the direction we're headed in where softball is, uh, if we're going to turn into a soft school, then yeah, let's just, let's just do it. Yeah, we got the new stadium and everything. Might as well. Yeah. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode of the Go Tech Please on Die podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at G-O-T-E-C-H-P-L-S-D-N-T-D-I-E or head to gtpdd.dog where you can right now mostly go to the shop. Uh, it is almost the end of March, which means it's almost the end of the March start of the month. Unlike how we had done this in the past, the shirt doesn't go away at the end of the month, but it does get a little more expensive. 
Right now, uh, the shirt, the baseball tee, and the sweatshirt are all about $5 cheaper than they will be starting in April. So if that shirt design looks interesting to you, you should get it now before it goes up in price. Uh, you can also get the We Don't Care t-shirts and also added to the store pretty recently the 2023 sticker with the Bulldog driving the car, as well as our whole back catalog of football, basketball, and baseball shirts. Make sure that, you know, you get a few of them. I, I feel like that's a pretty good rule of thumb. gtpdd.dog slash shop. And until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Matt. And it always feels weird not to have a third person say their name. But until next time, go tech. Please don't die. they do that hopefully they're able to sweep western kentucky and then also beat sacramento state and then never lose a game for the yes, rest of our lifetimes again.